It's ball talk. It's ball talk, baby. 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 Hello and welcome to the Ball Talk Podcast. I'm your host, John Sock, and as always, I'm joined by my main man, Chaz Jurgens. Chaz, how are you doing today, man? You know who it is. I'm good, man. Full slate NBA games, so you know I've been enjoying basketball. Monday's always something to bring me up at the end of the day is a nice full slate NBA. Oh, yes, sir. And uh, in today's, so today's episode, we're going to be talking to you guys about the All-Star team voting. It started, it is, I'm going to say it now, it's way too early. Oh, yeah. But, like, because of the shortened season, it has to be. Like, like when we started taking the notes for this episode, most teams have played less than 20 games. Yeah. Right now, really. I still think most teams have played exactly 20 or less than 20 games. I'm looking – yeah, I'm looking at the standings right now. Most teams have played less than 20 games. Um, less than 20 or exactly. That's ridiculous. Look. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about who should or shouldn't make this weird, weird all-star game. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with the Eastern Conference starters, then we're going to do reserves, then we'll move to the Western Conference, to the Western Reserves, and then we're going to talk about the players that are snubs, that we think should have made it, might have made it, could have made it, stuff like that. Just guys we like in the NBA. Well, wish he could be an all-star, you know? I got a few hot takes if, if for you that say, one for If sure. you say campaign, I'm going to throw a shoe at you from my house and watch it coming through your window and knock you upside your head. <laughs> I don't think campaign belongs in the All Star Game. I'll, Are you sure? I'll say that he's much. A, he's a very good three level player, according to according. <laughs> I, he can have a moment, but uh, I'm gonna let you live. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna let you live on that. But <laughs> all right, Chaz, do you want to kick this off? Should I? Well, Eastern Conference uh, starters. You want it? I want it. Up to you. I want you. I want you to kick it off. I want to hear what you got going on in your Eastern Conference starter five. First of all. All right, so starting in the Eastern Conference, my two starting guards. Okay. Mm. I'm not sure if they're going to count him as a guard. Because my big – all right, no. Starting this off with a rant. I hate this whole guard forward thing, okay? You got rid of the center position. Great. Get rid of guard forward. Get rid of guard forward. All right? Mm. How are you going to tell me – or at least the limitations on it. You could have one guard, two forwards, and then just two free slots yes. in the starting five. That I wouldn't mind. Thank you. At least that way you get one – you get a little bit of a flavor where you can't just pick the five best centers in the league, you know? Like, hey, you get if a the little five too best wild. centers in the league all deserve to start in the All-Star game, I think they should all be able to start. I'm telling you that right now. Same thing for the point guards, I guess. It's true. I'm just, I've am just i seen enough fan vote things with the All-Star game in enough different leagues that I wouldn't want every slot to be free for just anything. Uh, I've seen Zemgis Gergensens make the NHL All-Star game too many times because the whole of Latvia just votes for him all the time. So, <laughs> That's no, why you can't do the fan be... vote anymore. Because of Zaza Pachulia. We can't do the fan vote anymore because, uh, what was it, all of um, oh, what country the was jo- it from? The Georgians get too Georgia. much. Uh, they all voted for him. Say. He was like having a really good season. He finished fourth one year, and the next year he finished top three because he was on the Warriors. And by by the second year, they changed the rules. Yeah. All right, enough of my complaining. I don't like <laughs> complaining too much. I if if they count him as a guard, my first yeah. starting guard is Jalen Brown. He's putting up twenty seven points per game on. 
the Boston Celtics that are just a hair shy of being second in the league, right? Second in the East right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need to defend that that much. Jalen Brown's in my starting. I can say that as well. I won't spoil, spoil any of my other ones, but he is also a starting guard. I got my second starter. I bet it's your starter too, because I can tell you've got an ace up your sleeve and you're so excited to pull out a hot take. And then I'm coming out with a hot take too. Mm-hmm. Zach Levine should start in the all-star game. Zach Levine has had the best season of any guard in the East right now. If, if Jalen Brown doesn't count as a guard, if they count him as a forward, then I'm going to give the second starting spot to Bradley Beal. I'm telling you guys that right now. I, I, Are you I want you to finish I your, I want you to finish your starting five. Cause if we go, if we just talk about guards, it's going to go up forever, but I'll tell you this much. I, I think our forwards are going to be so boring. Hold up. I, I, I don't even think – I didn't even have Zach Levine on my making the All-Star game at all Whoa. this season right now. At the, so that's the what that pause was. I was. I was yeah. scared. All I right. Think, I, I think Bradley Beal is a for sure lock. He's the league's leading scorer in the Eastern Conference. I don't know how he isn't a number one All-Star starter. Who Who's led the league in scoring and not been an All-Star starter ever before? Wasn't he second in scoring last year and didn't even make the All-Star game? Yeah, but he was second. Okay, yeah, big <laughs> difference, big difference. God. If you're not first, you're last, boy. Oh, my God. Bradley Beal's first now. That's an all-star starting position. There's no way you could tell me Kemba Walker was a starting guard last year and Bradley Beal doesn't deserve to be this year. He's He's been the best guard in the league statistically, just been able to put up numbers. And I understand his Wizards team has been terrible on their own, but it's not like Zach Levine in Chicago are doing much better than Bradley Beal is doing. They Washington. are. They are. Russell, Everyone is. They're the worst team in the league by so far. Russell they Westbrook's so played low. like four games this they entire season wins. while healthy. Uh, okay. The Wizards currently are 4-12. and 12. Yeah. That is the least wins in the league. Mm-hmm. Putting that out there. Even the Pistons have more wins. The Bulls are 7-11 and 11 and Literally, same point zero one one percentage points away from the tenth seed. They are one game out of the tenth, out of being in the playoffs. The only player on that team that's having a good season is Zach Levine. Lloyd Marketing isn't doing bad though, and Patrick Williams is up and down. But okay, let me start with Beal. Season. Let me start with talking about Beal because I'm not convinced that he's going to be a starter. I think he should be. But I'm not convinced. Mm-hmm. I'm also not convinced Zach Levine will be a starter. But I think he should be. I think he deserves it more than Beal. For Beal, last year he got completely snubbed. This year the entire media conversation has been been about him and all of his issues with with Washington and da 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 da. I imagine he's going to get picked up because the media is in love with him this year. I'm pretty sure we're the only podcast in the entirety of sports that has not talked about Bradley Beal yet. Like we haven't had much of a chance. For Zach Levine. Let me get these stats. Let me get you these stats, man. Let me get you. I've been looking at them all day. Give me the Zach Levine stats because I remember one stat that put Zach Levine. I had him in an argument for my last guard spot in the East, and I looked at this one stat compared to another player, and I said, you know what? That's what's keeping Zach Levine out of it for me. So let he's putting me up, hear these Zach Levine stats. He's putting up 27, mm-hmm. 5 and 5. Mm-hmm. 0.88 from the free throw line. Point, where we got? 50, 40, 88. He's got a 0.6. He's got a 61% effective field goal percentage. He's shooting eight and a half threes a game, 41 and a half percent, 41 and a half percent clip. 
He's averaging 11 and a half more points than anyone. No, nope. That was just badly sorted. I take that back. He's averaging seven for more points than anyone else on the team. And this is the 11 seeded Bulls. They're one game out of the playoffs right now. Look, it, show me an Eastern Conference guard other than Jalen Brown that's doing better than him. And Bradley Beal, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Beal some trouble because his team is losing so much. Here, here's what gets me with Zach Levine. With, the problem with Zach Levine and the Chicago Bulls this season is they are the best team at blowing leads in the NBA right now that isn't named the Brooklyn Nets. That's because and, they don't have anyone else on that team. Dude, Wendell, that, Car- Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, Kobe White, Thad Young, Garrett Temple, Patrick Williams, Denzel Valen. Who, who, who is, who are you looking at? And you're like, yep, yeah, that's someone I trust to keep a lead. Zach Levine is putting up 27 a game because <laughs> him and Laurie Parkin are the only guys that can score on that team right now. He's also putting up four turnovers a game and is a liability on the defensive end on a team that has no other really good defenders that isn't Patrick Williams. Because what's anyone else supposed to do? Look, someone was talking about how he's got like a one-to-one assist to turnover. If anyone else on his team could hit a shot, he'd be doubling that assist number. You got the Chicago Bulls. If he was doing nine assists a game, I'd let him get away with 4.4 turnovers. But you know what? No one else on that team can shoot. No one else on that team... No one else on that team is shooting. No one else on that team is hitting shots. Yeah, at the end of the day, for me, at least for the all-star starting guards, I I need to pick a player who's who's either doing it on both ends of the floor at the very best in the conference or whose one's impact on the floor is so fundamentally important for his team that he belongs on this all-star starting list. And that's why Bradley Beal's there for me. Like, Zach Levine, don't get me wrong. He's I'm, okay with, great... I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But you better not have Kyrie Irving on your ballot. You better not have Kyrie Irving on your ballot. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Tell me about the, no, I need to know your guard starters. I need to know your Eastern, Conference, your Eastern Conference guard starters right now. My starting guards are Bradley Beal and Jalen Brown. Oh, okay. I can accept that. They're the, two best, they're the two best guards in the Eastern Conference. Jalen Brown's the best two-way guard. Jason Tate has been sick. Like you said, he had COVID throughout the season. Thank goodness he's back. He's looking good. He's playing well again. But Jalen Brown has been with that team. Oh, yeah. Played, I think, every game this season. He's been their engine. He's been their main guy. I love him coming out of Cal. He's looked great. And then, like I said, Bradley Beal's leading the league in scoring on a Washington team that hasn't really played a lot of games together. I know a lot of people are were taking a lot of – flack at the Washington Wizards and we were too they were playing terribly but Russell Westbrook is coming back he was injured to start the season they have missed a lot of time with COVID and different things happening they're gonna put together a little run now while their guys are healthy together for a couple weeks and I think I saw something from Woj saying that the Bradley Beal market is unlikely to happen so all this Bradley Beal trade talk is a little bit past it for me I think he's staying there at least till the offseason we'll talk about that we got an episode on Monday for that uh, and for Jalen Brown, 27 points, three and a half assists, five and five point four rebounds, mm-hmm. two and a half turnovers. But you know what? Easily, easily the best guard in the East. Easily. easily. On both sides of the floor, he'll lock up uh, anyone in one through three, almost one through four in mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference on a good night. He will have a good I, defensive night against you. I just never know what the NBA is doing with their positions. So mm-hmm. I can't I, – I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. 
You know, you is, am I guaranteeing that he's a guard? Are, are we sure? Are, are we sure? I'm not sure. The, I don't know. On the NBA website, it does list him as a guard when you vote, when the fan votes for the the all-star team. So I would assume he is going to be on the guard ballot, but you right. never know with the NBA. It's true. All right. So we'll call it. Okay. So I'll say my starting lineup is Zach Levine and Jalen Brown. Uh, just, I think it will be Bradley Beal, but I wish it was mm-hmm. Zach Levine. I think Zach Levine deserves it. He's playing out of his mind this season. That's okay. I know Bradley Beal's going to be on your bench, so it's not a... Not oh, a yeah. He's first problem. guy on that bench. Of course. Uh, actually, second, but front court. Uh, I kind of hate the Eastern Conference front court because I have to leave a really great player on the bench. Mm-hmm. Look, I got Katie and Embiid. Yeah. Duh. Embiid is probably the, one of the... Embiid's one of the top three MVP players right now, and I'd put Kevin Durant as fourth or fifth right now. Yeah, him, like, Jokic, LeBron, KD, all up there right now. KD is KD is averaging the most points of any player that's you know trying to that's actually going to be anywhere near the playoffs this year. He's amazing. The last spot, I'm going to give it to Giannis. He's averaging what, like thirty and eleven. I've got the stat. I've got all the stats. I just have to pull them. Probably up. like fourteen rebounds, honestly, with this guy. He usually packs up the boards. Right over here, we got Giannis Antetokounmpo, 27.8 points, 11.4 rebounds, 5.7 assists, 1.1 blocks, 1.1 steals. Yeah. Those are down numbers for him, and he's still going to be an all-star starter. Like, look, I love Jason Tatum, but he's averaging Mm -hmm. only seven rebounds and 3.7 assists. Like, that's considerably less than Giannis is averaging, and we complain that Giannis is playing out of position with the ball in his hand all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have the same starting lineup? Do you have the same front court as I do? I, I do have the same front court. It's the same three. I don't three, think there's the anything wrong with that. Yeah, I don't think there's think anything wrong with that. They, they've been the best players on three of the better teams in the Easter Conference. The Durantula, you know what I'm saying? Joel Embiid came out last season and said he wanted to be the MVP in the DPOI and didn't play like it at all. He's a lot, lot quieter this year from Joel, and he actually coming out and playing really, really good ball. So. I'm happy for him. And then obviously Giannis Antetokounmpo. We said down numbers for him, and he's still going to be an all-star starter. Somebody's got to figure out what they're doing with Mike Mike Budenholzer over there. It can't last much longer in Milwaukee. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of seeing it. I just don't think think he's a good fit for that team. I don't think he can't coach. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a discussion for another day. But I just don't like Budenholzer's fit Mm. with – Giannis and with the Bucks organization I think he needs to he's not a superstar coach that's how I think about it he's not a guy that coaches well when he has a a guy he should be going to like that he's just well I just think that he he I think that he has a guy that he should be going to and his name is Chris Middleton but instead he's going to Giannis and it's because Mm -hmm. he's being I don't know if he thinks that Giannis is some kind of three-level player like that but Giannis isn't scary at all from behind the three-point line yeah, not not really. Maybe a catch and shoot, but once he's got the ball on the floor, it's kind of just. If a play ends in a Giannis three pointer or a Giannis pull up jumper, like no one's scared of that. Yeah, it's not and the worst thing in the world. It, it limits it limits a lot of his abilities as an end of game ball handler. And mm-hmm. I mean, there is a solution. You have Chris Middleton, who's one of the best isolation players, one of the best pick and roll ball handlers in the league. Yeah. On your team. And look, not doing this right solution. now. Not doing this right now. Look at how Bam Adebayo brought the ball up the floor for the Heat last year in the playoffs and what he was doing, just running down the right side and attacking the rim. That's another uh, another way to get the ball up the floor pretty efficiently for a big man in the late game. But mm-hmm. 
Also, it's, I just got to quickly talk about this Tatum Giannis thing one last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just before we move on, I, I'm ready to move on, but I got to say, look, Giannis yeah. definitely has the better stats, but 75% of the starter vote is by casuals like us. I think it's 50% the fan vote, 25% the media. Mm-hmm. So 75% of this vote is by casuals like us. Tatum's one of the most beloved players in the league. Mm-hmm. I, Everyone loves Jason Tatum. He's so handsome. He's so this. He's so that. And he's great at basketball, too. Fantastic. Beloved player. Absolutely beloved by the NBA community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Even me, a Lakers fan, absolutely loves Jason Tatum. I don't know anyone that doesn't like Jason Tatum. And that might be why he edges out Giannis. People are very I, – I know I'm not the only person who's, mm-hmm. who's kind of sick of the Giannis force feeding. And I love Giannis. I, I love Giannis. But it's gotten to the point where he's so force-fed upon us, the MVP and DPOY, and then all the he, – He's just going to get that year at the end of the day. All the horrible playoff exits. Mm-hmm. There, there's a chance that he winds up winning – that Tatum winds up winning a lot of that 75% vote, and that would be enough to carry him to the starting spot over Giannis. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, Giannis is going to get that foreign vote that's going to become so much uh, – going to get impactful at the end. But either way, they're both going to be there. They're both in the All-Star game. Neither of them – it's not going to go down as starter bench player on your All-Star res, – on your Hall of Fame resume mm-hmm. for either of them. So, 100%. Now, on to the bench. Mm-hmm. The two guards, three forwards, and two freed spots. So, let's talk about some of the obvious ones first, and then we'll get to a discussion. I don't know if you want to do one for one and arguing it or whatever you're feeling. We, we can but go one for one and see how it goes. Let's see how this goes. I'm going to start with the locks, okay? Okay. Tell me when I say someone that you don't think is a lock. Okay. James Harden. He's on that list. Trey Young. He's there. Jason Tatum. He's there. And for my ballot, I would need one of Bradley Beal or Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo is on my list. Zach Levine. Zach Levine is not there for me. We already went into all the Zach Levine talk, <laughs> but we'll get into that arguing about, who's, about who else is going to make it. So as it stands, we still have, mm-hmm. I believe it's one forward spot. And two free spots. Yeah, I got three players left on my list. I, I, I actually put a bunch for the East because I think that there is a good discussion to be had about who it should be. But oh, I'll, yeah, tell I, you, I'll tell you who I think that that last front court spot should be. And I okay, know you I'm, know who I'm about to say. I know you know who I'm about to say. I'm you know say he's it. already there for me. Jeremy Grant deserves an all-star nod. Jeremy Grant, Syracuse's finest, deserves to be in the All-Star game. Up until the Lakers game, he had over 20 in every single game. I believe... Oh, Jeremy. I'd have to check the numbers again, but for a long time, he had the most 20-point games in the NBA. I believe that uh, Kevin Durant has taken that title from him now. Mm Mm-hmm. Look, this is a dude that everyone mocked his contract. Everyone laughed at. Everyone thought he wasn't going to make it. Everyone thought that he couldn't be the man on the team. He's got a, he's got a plus, I think it was 13 net rating. I don't have it written mm-hmm. down here. He's putting up over 20 a game. He's putting up over one steal and one block a game. He is locking up. He's the best defensive and offensive player on that Detroit Pistons team. He is good. 
on on that worst in the league, Detroit Pistons. They're team. not. They're not. They're not even bottom three. They're four and thirteen, are they not? They they are five and fifteen. You don't want to update your tab there. Oh my they're bad. Doing Actually, they are the third worst. I take that back. Yeah, thank you. I, I knew they were definitely in the bottom two of the Eastern Conference. I, I forgot that the Pelicans won a bunch. They're bottom two in the East, definitely. They're second yeah. bottom in the East, but whatever. Look, Jeremy Look, Grant. They're a great team. Jeremy Grant is great. Jeremy Grant is fantastic. He's had a great season, and I hope he continues to have great seasons that will futurely put him into the All Star game. But he's not on my list, unfortunately. I don't think you could pass him up for a front court player by the name of Demontis Sabonis on that indie on that Indiana team. Not only can I pass him up, I don't even feel bad about it. This is outlandish, sir. Demontis Sabonis. Don't even feel bad. Tell me, tell me that Indiana Pacers record since they traded Victor Oladipo. Since they were seven and one, what's their I record? I can't. I cannot explain how many times that the Indiana Pacers traded Victor Oladipo for nothing. Obviously, they were going to. They lose got Jeremy the Lamb back the same week. Jeremy Lamb was not who they traded their player for. They traded it's not for a Karis replacement. Levert. It's not, it's not a big difference. It is a big difference. Karis Levert is a legit NBA starter player. Like, I won't take it any if, other way. He belongs if, to the starting five. If you came five. up to me and you said I could have Jeremy Lamb or Karis Levert, the first thing I'd ask is what their contracts are because they are that close as players. You're crazy. I would trust Karis Levert with the ball down the stretch, creating and scoring They don't need someone to call, hold the ball. They've got they, the need, they got your boy Sabonis. And he doesn't hold the ball. The Pacers play transition and ball movement ball. Either way, Demontis I've Sabonis. I've watched nothing but highlights of Sabonis holding the ball and letting the entire offense move around him. It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous set that Nate Yorkin runs. You just get, they, give the, they give the ball to Sabonis in the, was it, high mm-hmm. post? Yeah, no, not the high, high post, post on the elbow. Yeah. And just everyone else starts cutting. And it's just, oh, it's beautiful. He finds everybody. I, I, it's a, it's a mini Jokic play. It's beautiful. And Karis LeVert can't be a slasher and a creator off the catch. That's all he was Jeremy doing. Jeremy Lamb can't be? Jeremy Lamb's saying, not nearly I'm just saying. the ball on the floor. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, this team has cratered since they traded Victor Oladipo. This team has cratered since their amazing start. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They're 11-9 and nine on the season. They're getting nipped in the butt by the Hawks, by the Cavaliers, by all these teams. I, I am not I'm not I'm not saying that Sabonis doesn't deserve it, but I'm saying it's a lot less impressive. I'm saying I'm not super in love with Sabonis making the all-star game compared to Jeremy Grant. And maybe that's because I'm sucker maybe it's because I'm a sucker for a good story. I'm not I'm I'm not and I didn't leave Sabonis off my ballot. But he got a reserve spot for me. I don't. I couldn't find a way to put Jeremy Grant and the second worst team in the East into the All Star game after he's he's himself has started to fall not fall off a cliff. He's slowed down in recent games. The last three four games for the Pistons, he hasn't been the main player that they've needed down the stretch. He hasn't been the guy for them. While Demontis Sabonis has turned out triple doubles in two of his last three games, he's averaging twenty twelve and six. And he's been the engine of a team that's actually competing in the Eastern Conference. That when they are going to be back to full strength, will be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. And I don't know how he gets passed up on. 
after making the game last year and only improving this season, how does he become not an all-star? Oh, no, I have him. I have him. Don't get me wrong. I have him, but I have Jeremy Grant, too. And I think there's an argument for no Sabonis. I need to know, who do you have next? You throw, throw your next name at me. Malcolm Brogdon. You're giving this, the Pacers two all-stars. I'm giving Malcolm Brogdon an all-star spot for his improvement this season and the you're, way he's led a team, yes. You're giving the 11-9 fifth-seeded Indiana Pacers who have cratered since trading Victor Oladipo. You're giving they them traded, two all-stars. They literally traded for no one. If they hadn't traded their Victor Oladipo, I would have – me personally, if I was the Pacers, would have canceled the trade and they'd be in the second or third spot in the Eastern Conference right now with Victor Oladipo. That being said, when Karis LeVert comes back, you're going to see a major run by these Pacers, and you're going to understand why Malcolm Brogdon is an all-star guard in this league. Like, he's been the second or third best point guard in the NBA this season, I think. As a ball-handling guard, I would rather have Malcolm Brogdon than a lot of other people right now. You're saying second or third ball-handling guard in the NBA? Pass first ball-handling guard in the NBA, sure. Pass, pass first. That's, yeah. that's very specific. Yeah. So you take so are, does Steph count? I'll put him above him, yes, but I wouldn't necessarily classify him as pass first. But for the argument, sure, yes. I'm just Steph I'm is just, one. Steph is one. Dame? No, not Dame. Damn. He's not a pass first. He's a scoring guard. Okay, okay. This pass first moniker that's too much for me. Chris Paul. He's not having a better season than Malcolm Brogdon. That's actually fair. He's really not. <laughs> He's really not. Oh, man. Yeah, I talk about that. I have that in my notes later, actually. Okay, so you got Malcolm you what, You're not going to like my last pick either. I think you're going to love and hate my last pick. I know you're not going to like my last pick, so why don't you give me yours first? My last pick is Colin Sexton. I mean, I really wanted Colin Sexton to make my list. I'll tell you that I, much. I, I, really wanted, I really wanted him to, and I just looked around the rest of the East – and, I mean, for me, I was looking around, and I saw Kyrie. I saw Chris Middleton. I saw mm-hmm. Brogdon. Mm-hmm. I saw Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Who am I the most impressed by in the end of the day? And I'm like, I'm the most impressed by Colin Sexton. His defense is A1. His play is A1. He is tackling giants. He's doing it on a big stage. He's doing it on a small stage. End of the day, that's what impresses me. That's what I want in my all-star. And here's the thing. That's a very valid argument, and I would say the same thing had I picked Colin Sexton. But I went with the more obvious fan vote of the choice, and the guy who statistically is having a better season for the games he's played, and it's Kyrie Irving. And oh my God, no, no, you can't, you can't leave Zach Levine <laughs> off. You cannot leave Zach Levine off your ballot and pick Kyrie Irving. No, no, I refuse. I, I refuse. Is... I refuse. I refuse. I <laughs> refuse. Let me get these Kyrie... stats ready. All right, bring bring talk. your Zach Levine stats. Uh, we'll, we could talk Kyrie right while we're talking about it. He's Give me played... your Kyrie talk. He's played 14 games for as much as the Brooklyn Nets he's missed this season. He really hasn't missed more than anyone else who went out for illness or for injury. And he technically was injured at some point. So I'm not going to fault him for missing games the way he did. I don't know what happened one way or another. They were able to build a big three out of it. So that's honestly a W for his team at the end of the day. Meanwhile, he's shooting 53, 42, 95 from the line. 
with six assists and a steal and only under two and a half turnovers, maintaining 27.6 points per game on a Brooklyn Nets team that's scoring bunches. So bring me Zach Levine's four turnovers a game on a team that has five wins. It's not five. It's actually seven, I think, in Chicago. But either way, he's having a great season. He's just too much of an offensive scoring guard for me. And when I break down him or Kyrie, who would I rather have as an offensive scoring guard? It's Kyrie Irving every time. Look, I think Kyrie's shenanigans have pushed him out of the have pushed him into a very questionable spot in terms of making the All-Star game. And the fact that he's the third star on his team has made it hard for him. Think about the last time we saw a big three like this. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. When they had they Steph, all made it their first year together. Nope, they didn't. The first championship, they did not. It was only Steph. Okay, well, the first championship, yes. Yeah, That's trio. when they, they only came together in the death lineup in the finals that year. They, they were had a great season. They were 67 and 15. They were the best team all year. They were the one seed. They had one all-star. One. I'm not giving Brooklyn three. I'm not, I'm not giving Brooklyn three with James Harden's only playing half a season and Kyrie Irving dipping out for a week. You get one of them. You get one. How about, how about we just send the, the next two tickets? Pick who you want. You can bring a second. You can bring one of the two. You, you get KD and you can pick it. one. KD and a plus one? KD and a plus one. I'm not giving them both. I'm not giving them both with the way that they've behaved around the league this year. That doesn't, that doesn't add up to an all-star appearance for me. I didn't want to put Harden on my ballot. I'm going to put it out there. But you, you can't. Oh, my God. Look, Here's the uh, thing. I, I struggled. I really thought about it for both of these guys. I was like, I don't necessarily want to reward what they've been putting into the league and the way they've gone about their business this season. But at the end of the day, when I look at it and I'm asked who's the all-star guard this season, I have to look at the numbers. I have to look at the season these guys are having. And it's just, there's no way that they don't both deserve to be there right now. And regardless of their off the court things on the floor as players, they are two of the top four guards in the East with Malcolm Brogdon and they belong on that list. Like they're, they're there for me as much as I love Zach Levine. Hopefully he makes it next year. Like that's all it is for me. Go win a dunk contest. Just for reference, Harden is currently putting up – oh, my God, he's averaging 11.8 assists a game. Whoa. Yes, he's averaging 30 and 11 right now. He's averaging 24 and 11. <laughs> he's Very different 20, than He's 30. averaging 24 and 12 pretty much for them. Yeah, that's – wow, I didn't realize it was that high. Yeah, he's – No, he's, I'm, I'm he's still not putting Kyrie in. I am – that's why – and that's why he got the spot. I knew he had some insane assist number. I thought it was – I thought it was like 10-2. I thought it was like nah. like nine eight that range. I thought we were looking at like half a stat away from ten. That's crazy to me. Wow. So so do you want to talk about reserves and guys who got snubbed now, or you want to leave all those guys for the end and talk about the Western starters for now? Let's leave all the snubs for the end. I think we've uh, argued uh, you know our own guys, <laughs> and I think that that kind of snubbed a lot of people on both our ballots. I didn't expect that much variation. Hey, I got some more guys. I'm happy with I think the snub for sure though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's do that after. All right, all right. Look over to the Western, I mean, Western Conference. (laughs) I'm excited. Chaz, I started the last one, so you can kick it off with the Western Conference guards. All right, so, I mean, it's pretty funny. We just talked about them. It's a pretty easy choice for me. It's Steph Curry and Damian Lillard are the two best guards in the Western Conference right now. I think regardless of their teams struggling, they've had up-and-down runs throughout the season – 
statistically, they both have a dominant seasons. And Steph Curry's put on games I've watched with the Warriors where he's gone back to MVP mode. He's he's really like a fifth, sixth MVP candidate for me this season. He's been going nuts for the Warriors. And then meanwhile, Damian Lillard, that Blazers team's been through a lot, and he's pretty much been through a, with it the whole time. Just keeps playing with whoever they can put around him. And he's putting up big numbers for them, closing out games, beating the Bulls as usual because they like to give up the lead. So those are my two starters. I don't know if you got anything different. I do. You do? I do. I think I know who one of them might be for you, but... Guess it, guess it. I, I think you might be be riding that Utah, that train, and going with Donovan Mitchell. Off that you are game. 100% correct. Look... I know John likes to ride his hot hands. I love riding the hot hand. I love Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And look, his stats suffer. His stats suffer because the Utah Jazz play with no pace. The Utah Jazz are slow. The Utah Jazz love making long half-court defensive possessions. The Utah Jazz mm-hmm. funnel everything to Rudy Gobert on defense, which drags out possessions. He doesn't mm-hmm. have as many shots. Mm-hmm. End of the day, he doesn't have as many shots. So you know what? So many threes. He's the best player on a team on his team. They are fifteen and five. Mm-hmm. They are half a game back of the one seed. If the clip they play the Clippers on Tuesday, I believe, for that one seed. Primetime matchup right there. I'm going to be watching that one for I am sure. excited to Glued to that one. Very excited for that Paul one. George Donovan Mitchell is going to be a great matchup. Winner has the one seed. Mm-hmm. And that team, I mean, look, the rest of the team is good. Yeah. The rest of the team is good. Don't get me wrong. They're mm-hmm. all playing out of their mind. And you know they what? Have- when, the, when the entire team is playing out of their mind, that is indicative of the quality of their leadership. Mm-hmm. That is indicative of their best player. When the entire team is playing at their absolute best, look at Kobe, look at LeBron, look at Jordan, look at all these guys. Look mm-hmm. at all these guys that Shaq says that Donovan Mitchell isn't in the conversation with. Had to get my ribbon right there. Come on, look at all these guys. Mm-hmm. All the role players play so well around them. Why? Because they're such good leaders. Yeah. Even just last year, the Utah Jazz weren't this good. Donovan Mitchell showed up, got to business. Rattled mm-hmm. off an 11-game win streak. They were 4-4, four and four, and he rattled off an 11-game win streak to put them at 15-4. and four. They were stopped by Nikola Jokic having over 40 with 30 second, 30, 30 first half points. The mm-hmm. Nuggets going 15 on 17 for first half threes. It took the Denver Nuggets playing their best game of the entire season for yeah. them to beat the Utah Jazz. Look, I'm, back, I'm, I'm not giving it all. I'm not saying that the rest of the team didn't improve, but I'm giving a lot of love to Donovan Mitchell for that. Yeah, and I mean Donovan Mitchell is definitely on my my all star. Don't get me wrong, I just I couldn't not put Steph and Dame as the starters. I just felt right to have those two up there. So who who did you leave off the starters then? I, don't well, know. I, I just got to quickly wait. Let me finish this really quickly. I just got to say okay. this really quickly. Go go. If the Utah Jazz keep playing like this, mm-hmm. finishes the top as the number one seed in the West. If the Utah Jazz finishes the number one seed in the West. Donovan Mitchell is going to win MVP, period, period. I'm, I'm not in confidence. Just okay. for the smashing of the expectations that it would take. I mean, maybe Joel Embiid keeps having the most monster season ever, or he steps mm-hmm. up, or Nikola Jokic pulls the Nuggets to the second seed, or something else yeah. ridiculous. But, like, if Embiid calms down just a little bit, which he mm-hmm. kind of has, I mean, he's still unstoppable, don't get me wrong. But yeah. he's gone from putting up gaudy numbers every game to just putting, hi, I'm the best center. I might be the best center in the league. Yeah, it's hard to put night. up 
hard yeah. to put up Shaq numbers every night. Yeah, and they finally won a game without him. Like, mm-hmm. look, that's not no no slight on Joel Embiid with this. But if Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz stay in the one seed, he deserves the MVP. No one, no one thought that they were going to be number one. No one. Most mm-hmm. people had them outside of the top four. I know for a fact we both had them outside of our top six. Yeah, I think I had them at six or seven, yeah. You had them at seven, I remember. Yeah, okay, okay. We had the exact yeah, same I had top the, six. I had the Blazers at six, that's why. Yep. I think you might even have had them at eight. It's possible. If they get the one seed, Donovan Mitchell deserves the MVP. Putting that out there. I, I, I wouldn't be hurt by it. I would love to see Donovan Mitchell win the MVP. I would think that Jokic or Embiid is going to have something to say about that, no matter what, obviously. I think LeBron has something to say about it, but it would make me happy. I think one thing I'd heard about this Utah Jazz team that was interesting was that in a year of COVID where everything was so difficult for a lot of teams, I think them being that first team that went through it might have given them a little bit of heads up. Quinn Snyder's a really smart guy, really good organization for the most part that they run over there. So I'm sure they kept a tight ship throughout the offseason after the bubble and everything. So the guys were getting in work. And this is also a team that made zero offseason moves. The only thing they've done in like the last two seasons is bring back Derek Favors. So a lot of people are saying you keep a team together during these times when you have limited practices, you have to get online only. And this way, a lot of guys know each other. They play together. It's, you get to grow together easier than a lot of teams that are implementing guys for the first time. I mean, they also have Jordan Clarkson turning into Michael Jordan every other night. Yeah. And Mike Jordan. Conley, Mike Conley, according to advanced stats, is the best point guard in the league or something like that. Mike Conley brought the grit and grind for sure. He's looking great over there. He just dominated the advanced stats and the Mm -hmm. regular stats. Dude's just playing great. All All right. right. The West forwards. Yeah. Forwards. All right. You got got it. I think think much like the East, this is kind of a pretty easy choice. There's one guy that I that could be on your forwards, and I hope he isn't because I hope you didn't play too home home favorite with this one. I, I, I did, but I made a good argument. Okay. Well, I got Nikola Jokic, obviously. Obviously, MVP-level player. like LeBron James, of course. He obvious. belongs on this list. Every year. And then of because of their play in the last five to ten games and how the team has come together you said that the number one seed right now Kawhi Leonard is on that starting list for me right now you weren't gonna argue PG I wasn't gonna argue Paul George over Kawhi Leonard for the you weren't gonna offer PG man I thought oh man I was so excited for that I, I was really looking forward to you telling me that PG was better than uh no, no. I, I knew Kawhi. If someone's going to get a starting spot on the Clippers, it's going to be Kawhi Leonard. That's just how the NBA works. Yeah. They're not going to give it to Paul George. He, so. he has came down to earth. He has came down to earth. They're both shooting 50-40-90 right now. Oh, the team is electric in the last six, wow. six games. Like They're going nuts. <laughs> uh, there's going to be some interesting stats coming out later. I was listening mm. to uh, the Game Theory podcast with Sam Bassini. They're talking mm. about um, – I think it was the Game Theory podcast. If it's not, it's a great podcast. I'm going to go check out Sam Bassini. He's awesome. Mm. Um, they're talking about why so many players are shooting 50-40-90 this season. And he thinks that it's because there wasn't enough time for defenses to get together, practice, and adjust. So you got a lot more better shots coming out. Yeah, here's the thing. I think it's just the advent of Steph Curry made the three-point shot effective and important. And now guys just shoot at practice all the time. and. NBA talent, they're just going to get better and hit more shots, guys. That's just what's going to happen. Sure. I think the 50-40-90 is going to get a lot more common. It's not that it's not that hard to do if you just practice. You get enough shots up, I, you should be able to 
hit it. Like my theory is, it's going to get harder because people are going to be shooting even more of their shots as threes. I who was it? CJ yeah, McCollum. I'll talk about CJ McCollum later. His mm-hmm. field goal percentage has dropped down by his three point percentage because yeah. he's shooting forty five percent on threes, but that's below fifty, so he's not going to make fifty forty ninety. Mm-hmm, because he's or shooting so many Whatever threes. the numbers are. I, I go through the numbers later. He's shooting like 11 threes a game, and he's only shooting 20 shots a game. He's shooting more yeah. than half his shots are threes, or he was before he was in, he was injured. Mm-hmm. All right, so my forwards, LeBron, Jokic, of course. Mm-hmm. Last spot was tricky. And so I went and I looked at narrative. I, de- yeah. I defaulted to narrative because mm-hmm. I couldn't just be biased and put AD. So I'll start. Um... Okay. And I'm going to be spoiling my reserves with it. So, yeah, get ready for that. Look, I think Kawhi, Paul George, and Rudy Gobert would be the other three forwards selected. Maybe Luka if he counts as a forward because I don't know what's a forward anymore. The NBA has them listed as a guard on the website for the fan vote. Of course, so. of course they do. <laughs> my. Ah! <laughs> Kawhi, is having, Kawhi is having a great, great, great season. But Paul mm-hmm. George is just having – I'd, I'd argue just as good a season as him. Oh, he's probably having a better statistical season, but... <laughs> he's not actually. I mean, he's putting up... He was like, for a while. For a long time, he was, which is a knock on him. He's putting up the same... They're putting up the same amount of assists. George is averaging one more rebound, but two less points and double the turnovers. What about the games played, though? 17 and 18. Okay, so it's actually more closer than I thought it was. Yeah, like, they're, they're having the hmm. exact same season. Yeah. And both are all-star starter caliber. Yeah, but for Paul George, for Paul George, he's having a good season, and for Kawhi Leonard, he's having a bad season. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Kawhi but, Leonard, you expect him to step it up. Paul George, you hope he can help hold it on. Yeah. Look, for Kawhi, everyone's been really quiet about him this year, which hurts his mm-hmm. ability to be an all-star starter. Paul George is forever being clowned and disrespected because of his play last playoffs. Deservedly so, but it's still sad. But it's deserved, you know? Mm-hmm. If you don't want to get clowned during next regular season, have better playoffs. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. same deal, same deal, bad narrative. The Shaq mocking doesn't help. The COVID team thing doesn't help. He's not exactly doing the best with all that. And it's going to be hard enough for Utah to get one all-star starter. No way they're going to get two. Um, Luca, if Luca's class is a forward, he might have a chance because, I mean, I talked about Jason Tatum being the most beloved player in the NBA. Yeah. Luca is probably the second most beloved player in the NBA. Um, the Wonder Kids. Everyone loves him, but I guess he's classed as a guard, and he's having a rougher season than you than last year. Mm-hmm. He's kind of as a forward, and I think he should. I think he might get the start because everyone loves him. But like, yeah. Look, in the end, I'm going to take the safe pick. I'm going to take Anthony Davis. Yeah. They both. He made first team All NBA last season. He's had a great season. I'd argue he's DPOY. He's leading the number one defense in the league. He's putting up gaudy stats. He looks amazing. Everyone loves AD. He's marketable. He's great. Mm-hmm. I got AD, and I think that's defensible. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis, it, it really was between him and Kawhi for my last spot. And, and Rudy Gobert a little bit, I guess, because of the Jaws. But, uh, yeah, Anthony Davis, he's, he is having a great season. don't have to lie season. about Rudy Gobert. I, he was, yeah. I, I literally just said him to be nice. Yeah, I mean, to yeah. be nice. I said him because I wanted to look at all the other guys that were getting at-large forward bids. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Anthony Davis, he's had a good season. For me, it was just he's take a few games where he seems like he takes it off or he's chilling. Kawhi does the same thing, too. It's just that the Clippers are the number one seed, and I feel like the they're, NBA might want to mix it up, up a little bit. It's, it's one game. 
the NBA yeah, might want to mix it up a little bit. Fifteen and six, like. Hey, don't lose to the Pistons then. That's that's all I can say. Don't let Blake Griffin do it to the you. The Pistons are out there ruining every good team. Giant Slayers. That's Giant what I've been slayers. heard. Giant Slayers. That's all they got. All right. So our next episode, just talking about the Pistons for an hour straight. I, I'm excited. Uh, I still could. All this was about Killian Hayes too. It's a it's an interesting time. For interesting team. Switch it up to the guards again off the bench. You got you had Steph and Donovan starting, so you your next guards. I I I will tell you I had Dame mm-hmm. on, on my bench. Yeah, don't get me wrong. And then uh, you said that Luca counts as a guard. He does classified by the that, NBA. And that's Luca. That's Luca. Okay. Uh, are you the uh, Are you the same with uh, Donovan instead of Dame? Yeah, I got Donovan and Luca and and CJ. Like we said before, is my third bench spot actually. Well, you got guards. CJ. I got CJ in there for me this he's season. He's not going to be playing. I know. He's just going to be my third one. I, I have a guy to fill in the spot. I know who my injury fill is going to be. but I mean. There is no all-star game anyway, so it's not like it matters. They're trying to. I think they're it's a horrible to. idea. I think yeah. it's a horrible idea. But they're trying to look. CJ McCollum's played 13 games. Mm-hmm. And at the halfway point of the season when the all-star game happens, he will have still played 13 games. Yeah, that's. That's why we said, John, this list is very done very early in the year. C.J. McCollum right now is the 12th All-Star, but I'll tell you what, the guy who I have filling in for him, who I think will definitely earn that All-Star spot by midseason, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. That's my free spot. Hold up. That's your free spot? Hold up. Yeah. My free okay. spot. Wait, did we have the same backup forwards? I'm not sure if we went through that. We didn't go through the forwards yet. We mentioned a lot of them. George Gobert AD? Yeah, I got one more because I went seven forwards and five guards in the Western Conference. So all right, wait. Tell me your last last forward then, and then I want to talk about Shea Gilgis Alexander. Well, it's one of my free spots, and it's a guy who we haven't seen much of this season. His team's been so tumultuous, but it's uh, Christian Wood. I got Christian Wood as my All Star starting forward over there in Houston. I, remember when I told you? I warned you. I told you before the episode started. Hey, I have all the stats. All the stats queued up. Go look at Christian Wood. I don't have Christian Wood queued up. I don't even have the Houston Rockets queued up. Christian Wood is putting up 23 points a game, 10 rebounds, 1.2 assists, 0.8 steals, 1.6 blocks. Look, I love Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. I love Christian Wood. Don't get me wrong. It's that Rockets team is that Rockets team time. is one of the best defensive rated teams in the league since the James Harden trade. They've put it turned it around a lot. I think Christian Woods the last start. Well, who else do you have? Because that completes – that's my 12 right there. All right. That's so my 12 my, in the West. So, who else do you got? Wait, wait, wait. My, my 12 in the West, mm-hmm. I told you I got Donovan Mitchell and Steph starting. LeBron, yeah. AD, Kawhi, Paul George, Jokic, Gobert. Yeah. Luka, Dame. Mm-hmm. And for my two free spots, yes, sir. I went for guards with both. Okay. I doubled up on the guards. Mm-hmm. I took – I knew you were going to take him, but I took him too. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Okay. I think that just the he season. He belongs been, there. I think he belongs there. He's been having an amazing season for the OKC Thunder, mm-hmm. putting up numbers, beating teams, blowing out expectations. And every time you watch him, he looks like an all star. Like, the- you watch him play and you're like, that's an all star. So, like, what am I supposed to do? Not put him on my all star ballot? It's an all star. I can see the- it with my own two eyes. The numbers and- he's putting up on that team. Sorry, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Say your last one. My last one, John Morant. 
The Memphis Grizzlies have won six oh. games straight. The Memphis Grizzlies have won six games straight. They got a mm-hmm. top ten defense last time I checked. They're they're amazing, and I love 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 them. And John Morant, man, that guy's different. I look. I know he's only putting up twenty two and seven. I know. Mm-hmm. Get me wrong. I'm not sitting here and telling you that he's putting up stats that he's not putting up. He's putting up 22 and seven as a 21 year old. Yeah. Absolutely dominating every game he plays. He goes, cause he's not scoring. He's not putting up 40 every game, but he has put up 40 this season. In the first game of the season. First guy to put up 40 this season. Look, you get 17. He can get whatever he gets wins though. End of the day, he's going out there. He's playing for wins, and I love it. I love the tenacity he brings. I love the electrifying energy he brings to the games. I love the way he completes this Memphis roster. I love the way he makes this Memphis this Memphis roster scary. I got John Morant, and if 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 it wasn't for all the COVID issues they they had, there would be four <laughs> or five more games of sample size to point to. We don't have that, unfortunately, but they did just have an impressive win against the Spurs after almost two weeks off or something ridiculous like that. Mm -hmm. They were entirely shut down. No practicing, no nothing. They show up. They beat the Spurs. Look, I got John Morant. Maybe I'll change my tone. Maybe I'll change my tone. We should probably do another pod right before the break. Right before the Mm – no, the teams will be announced by then. Whatever. Look, maybe I'll change my tone later in the season. Yeah, we might do a quick review eventually. from what I've seen, John Morant deserves the last All-Star spot. That guy is different. And, and you'll have to forgive me. That's why I take in seven forwards and five guards in the Western Conference because I started looking at some of the other guards after I got to Shea Gilgis and who I wanted in my All-Star spot, in my sixth spot there. And I looked at John Morant very closely. I, I, like, I love what he's doing, obviously, in Memphis. You know we love the Memphis Grizzlies over here and what they do over there. Had he not gotten hurt this season – I think he would have a much better shot at it. I just think that they haven't ended up winning enough games yet this season for me to put him there versus what Christian Wood has done on a depleted Rockets roster. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. The Grizzlies haven't won enough games? And yeah, the with Rockets the team that they had together. Roster, and the Rockets have the depleted roster? Memphis has been missing three starters all season. The Rockets haven't had a starters all season except for John Wall and Christian Wood. Jaron Jackson hasn't played a game. Justice Winslow hasn't played a game. JV has missed half the season. DeAnthony Melton has missed half the season. They, they are missing. They, they have the only starter they've had that's played almost that's played all their games is Dylan Brooks. And and that's why John Rat's not an all-star this year for me is because just because when he and his team have billied, they haven't played enough together for him to put up the numbers he's needed to get into that all-star conversation versus a guy like Christian Wood. I had I had another couple guys on my list if you want to talk about snubs too, who I think what, I might have picked before John Murad too in the Western Conference. So there's a few names oh here. God. Just start rattling off names so you can get a video of me freaking out for Ivana. All right, so so guys who I think got snubbed, who I probably would have picked ahead of John Moran, include Devin Booker. No. Include Brandon Ingram. No. And no, then... no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 you're kidding. Are you joking? Brandon I might not Ingram have... on the 7-11 and 11 New Orleans Pelicans. Brandon Ingram. 
I might have looked harder if it had come down to those two and decided John Morant over the two of them. But yes, I probably would have given it to the guy who just won most improved last season for the NBA narrative of him being the best player on a on a team that gets 14 television games. And he's had good games this season. He's played almost every game this season. And they've trended up recently if they continue their winning ways. Yeah, for sure. Brandon Ingram's had a good year. He's an all-star level player. I have I don't see anything different with the way Brandon Ingram's season has gone versus a guy like Zach Levine, personally. Zach Levine scored more. Zach Levine has been, scored a lot more. Zach Levine's averaging four more points a game. He's averaging two more made shots a game? That's not that much more for a guy who oh has more. Oh, my God. Okay, Shaq. For a guy who has more okay, shot Shaq. makers on his it's team? Not hard, it's not hard to put up 20 points a game. Just put in two dunks in the first quarter and hit a free throw, and then you do two dunks in the second quarter and you hit a free throw, and then you do that every quarter, and it's like, oh, that's easy. 20 points. Okay, Shaq. <laughs> I'm not saying it's easy to get to 27 oh, from 23, but I'm saying – It's hard. How when do you-, you have a guy like Zion Williamson taking the shots on your team too, how many shots is Zach Levine getting versus Brandon Ingram right now? Shots taken gonna, per game, threes attempted per game. I'm going to read you something. something. I'm going to read you something. I'm going to read you something. I want to hear it. Players averaging over 26 and a half points a game. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, yeah. Damian Lillard, yeah. Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, Jalen Brown, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, Nikola Jokic, and CJ McCollum. Mm-hmm. Players averaging 23.6 points or less. Christian Wood, Paul George, Brandon Ingram, Jeremy Grant, Gordon Hayward, Devin Booker, Malcolm Brogdon, Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Vucevic, Julius Randle, Anthony Davis, Shai Gilgis, Chris Middleton, De'Aaron Fox, Victor Oladipo, Sabonis, Harris, Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell. How far are we going down this list? Okay. That's the 20. Yeah. That's the 20 points a game. Okay. I- I'm telling you, it is much harder to be a part of that top crew. Much. To put up 27 points a game, that's a big jump. We could go through seasons past, and I could, we could do a whole analysis on this, on the harder jump to make, 20, 18 to 23 or 23 to 27. And I'm telling you right now, 23 to 27 is hard. You don't see players just do that out of nowhere. That's why people are buying the Jalen Brown stock. That's why I am buying the Zach Levine stock. I mean, he's he's getting up more shots per game, though. Getting up more shots per game, though. Is he? It's, it's for me. Shot. It's a main engine of an offense on a team with no other scorers versus a team that's trying to highlight Zion Williamson, trying to highlight Lonzo Ball, and running the floor and taking. The Chicago Bulls are trying to highlight everyone not named Zach Levine. He's their main. He's their all star. He's their main player. Be- he, because he's because he's so much better than everybody. They were ready to trade him for peanuts during the offseason. They were ready. They, there were reports they wouldn't take any asset for him. They were ready don't to get, get rid of him. He was on the outs. Don't he was get on the outs, and he showed up this season, and he took the team, and he said, I'm the best player here. And they're like, hey, we're going to get Patrick Williams some shots. He's like, it's okay. I'll shoot 60% effective field goals. You can't get mad at me if I don't miss. And guess what? He didn't miss, so they're not mad at him. Don't get me wrong. Zach Levine is having a very good season. Just the way that he has performed on his team has not been conducive enough to being an all-star versus some other guys. Is it better than Brandon, Brandon Ingram? Ingram? Yes, I would have him over Brandon Ingram. The Ingram. argument wasn't Brandon Ingram over Zach Levine. It was Brandon Ingram over John Moran. And, and I'd still take John Moran over Brandon Ingram. And I would have to think about it a lot. I'd take a look at a lot more numbers defensively. I'd take a look at a lot more plus minuses. I have another couple All guys right. who I... 
I thought. Can I throw? Can I throw in some snubs now? Go ahead. Go ahead. I I, I gotta send love. The first guy I want to send love to is mm-hmm. Demar Derozan. Okay. What? Look, the the San Antonio Spurs are about one game out of the four seed. Debo's doing work. They're, they're playing the San Antonio. They're playing out of their mind. The San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. He's averaging. Hold up. Let me get his averages up. He's leading his team in points and mm-hmm. in assists. He's averaging a hair shy of 20 a game, 6.7 assists, 4.8 rebounds. He's, on, he's shooting uh, .488, uh, .371, and .89 from the free throw line. How many threes is he shooting a game, by the way, now? Because I know he started shooting them a little bit more. I got it open right here. He slowed down. It's only two a game now. It's really dropped. He's he has that's stopped two threes. Yeah, but that's still way more than he used to. Look, he's he's the leading player on an overachieving Spurs team. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I wish you know I wish that someone from the Spurs deserved it. If the Spurs were like at the yeah. four seed during this episode, I'd be like, look, like I think you have to give them an All Star if they mm-hmm. stay at that four seed because I'm pretty sure the reserves are chosen by coaches, not by the fan vote. Yeah. If the Spurs see get a four seed at the end, I think you have to put one of them in the All Star game, and I think that that has to be to be Demar Derozan, even though Dejounte Murray's played great too, Keldon Johnson's yeah. played great. They've all played great, but but the guy that's played great every single game is Demar Derozan. He is their leader. He's the main one that keeps them going, and so I would agree with that. I could hear him over Shea Gilgis or something like that. I could, I could hear it. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't think so, but I could hear it. Another guy uh, is Mike Conley. Yeah. Look, he deserves a Lifetime Achievement All-Star Award. Like, <laughs> like, like look, he deserve, he's having one of the best seasons in the league by advanced stats, which, I mean, I don't really care about, let's be honest. Like, advanced stats yeah. are cool and all, but, like, end of the day, end of the day, if you really want to know who's good, you watch the games. And, like, mm-hmm. look, you can point at stats and try to make an argument with stats, but I watch Nikola Jokic, and I say, this guy might be the best guy in the league. And then everyone yeah. tried to tell me all oh, this. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, advanced stats don't catch everything. Advanced stats, yeah. ca- stats catch a lot. They don't catch everything. Mike Conley's having an amazing season. He's having a great year for them. If Utah was the number one seed right now, it'd be really, I'd be like, yo, man, come on. You said Brooklyn for three, for three all-stars. I want to give Utah three all-stars. It's harder <laughs> to do it in the West. It is harder to do in the West, putting it out there. Yeah, Much harder sure. to do it in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Mike Conley just deserves that 13th all-star spot. If they were to put it in, like when they did it with Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki, he deserves that yeah. 13th All-Star spot. He's having a great season, like, but he's in, a, he's in a smaller market. His raw stats aren't amazing. The West is a bloodbath. It's it, you know, he'd be the third guy for Utah. Like, he's I not in the Mike twilight Conley. of his career yet. Yeah, I love Mike Conley. I think he should get a spot right now, but I know that he's not having the season for it. No, I for um, sure. I agree. He's having a great year. He's, he's looked, honestly, he's been the main engine keeping their offense going as much as Donovan Mitchell leads them. Mm-hmm. I think the way Mike Conley brings the ball up the floor a lot for them in the fourth quarter and really gets them oriented. That's not true. Donovan Mitchell is obviously their engine, but Mike Conley does a great job of being a second fiddle to Donovan Mitchell as backcourt and helping them be organized on the floor. He looks he like, helps a lot. He's, he, he provides a very steady presence for that, for that roster. Yeah. It's really needed, especially with all, you know, like they got a lot of volatility on that roster and having him there helps a lot. For sure. Another snub I want to say, we talk, I mentioned his name when we talked about guys averaging more than 20 a game. Mm-hmm. Can, can you guess it? You got one guess. In the Western Conference? No, Eastern Conference. 
Eastern Conference. I'm going to – it's got to be the big man in the big jacket, Nikola Vucevic. Nope. Okay, then who is nope. it? I, I do not – I do not th- – I think Nikola Vucevic isn't even a top three player on his team right now, so – well, I mean, right now, yes, because they have no roster, but mm-hmm. I would take I think I know Fools, who is, John Isaacs, and Cole Anthony over him. So, um, I, I, I think I know who the other one is, but go ahead. Let me know. Julius Randle. There you go. He is the right answer. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. I, 22 point, 22.4 points a game, 11.1 rebounds, six assists. <laughs> Yeah, leading leading the number two or number four, or whatever defense the Knicks are right now, they're they're great. I kind of want a New York Nick in the in, in the All Star game. It's awesome. It'll be fun. Everyone loves that, and I love Julius Randle. Uh, but I know there, I mean, there's a reason he's a snub. You know, I'm yeah. not sitting here arguing. No one, no one take this out of context and say I need this guy to be an All Star. No, no, no. no. I, I I know he's not an All Star. These are my snubs. These are guys I'm like, I'm sad they're not going to make it, but there's no real argument that they're going to make it. Like, I yeah, love no, Julius Randle. Julius Randle was definitely that guy who was, I was debating mm-hmm. on that last guard, last free spot in the Eastern Conference. Can I give it to him? He's one of the highest. Like, statistically, he's getting a lot of numbers up there in New York. On, on a good team that's overperforming, and I, yeah, I value that. Exactly. You know? I don't know if you value that a lot, but mm-hmm. for me – for me, especially with All-Stars, I really value teams that are overperforming, players that are overperforming. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't value the guy. I mean, I value the guy, but I don't value the guy that's putting up the same points every game for the entire season for the last say, eight seasons. I value the guy who was averaging six points about five seasons ago and is now putting up 22. Shout out to Jeremy Grant. That's fair. Um, I, I mean, I understand that that's – that's what we have Rising Stars games for, so maybe you should try to do it when you're a little bit younger. But, hey, look, you can go get a most improved. You'll make an all-star next season. Watch Ron and Ingram make it this year. It'll show you the path. But I think I had a couple guys from from the Hornets I thought I needed to share some love to. I oh, thought yeah. Gordon Hayward had a, Gordon, was having a really good year. Gordon Hayward has been balling out this year. A mm-hmm. lot of love for Gordon Hayward, but he's just he, – he, you're just the East often, is too good. Like the, the the other all-star players are just too good. Like yeah, he's great. If his team's record was a little better, I would give him a much harder discussion. Mm-hmm. Terry Rozier, if they didn't have so many guards, he would be having an incredible season. He's putting up great stats on crazy efficiencies too. He's mm-hmm. really shown he's going to be a really good point guard or scoring guard for a team in a lot for a long time. Uh, Fred Van Vliet was another guy. If he hadn't had such a disastrous start to the season in Tampa Bay, I think he would be on an all-star path. He's slowly getting his numbers back up and looking a lot better. He started to look like a guy who is deserving of that $84 million or whatever he just got this offseason, I think it was. so. Mm-hmm. And then I, I had I had two guys that I thought need to be in this conversation. and Or that's not true. I had four guys, two in each conference, who I thought should have – should be worried that they're not in the conversation right now. Go for and, it, and then I've got my three snubs, my last three snubs. All right. The, my guy, first guy in the Eastern Conference who I think should be worried about not being here is, is Ben Simmons. I don't know why he doesn't yeah. think. I don't well know said. how we've gone through this entire all-star conversation. Ben Simmons' name hasn't been brought up one time. And, and I get and, he's – And they're the one seed in the league. Like, he's having like a, a great – The entire season. He's having a great defensive season, and he's he's doing the right things for his team, I guess. But he's no, no by no means an all star this season in the NBA. He's been valuable, but he's just hasn't shown that he's 
at that caliber of all-star player. He just seems more like a really great starting player right now, which is not what I wanted for Ben Simmons this season. And hopefully he'll grow a little bit more as his team gets less COVID problems. They'll be able to stick together, practice, he'll get better. But Ben Simmons was one. Chris Middleton was my other in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, who I was going to mention be... him too. Mm-hmm. Like he's actually having a good season last time I checked. I mean, it's not outstanding. I think he's only averaging like 21 a game, which is just not enough for that Bucks team, for him to be in the all-star conversation in the Eastern Conference. He's like, putting up 21 and a half, six and a half rebounds, 5.8 assists, 50, mm-hmm. 40, 90. Yeah, 51, he does 44, 93. He does that. Look, it's the same if, problem that Giannis has with the Bucks. They don't get enough touches down there with Bud. They like they guys just don't shoot the ball. Their personnel. <laughs> they're misusing their personnel. They're misusing their personnel. And they trade yeah. all their picks for a guy who doesn't fix that. And then, well, look, even in the Western Conference, I honestly have four names here of guys who like got snubbed slash should be upset that Say they're not him. in this conversation. The first one is, is Zion Williamson. I mean, he's just not had an all-star season this year. He uh, has good numbers. Like, John, I think he's averaging like 23 and 8. The crazy but, thing is I think he's still going to make it. I was texting, Rashad, I was texting Rashad Phillips about <laughs> this. I think he's still going to make it. I think he's, He might get that last spot. Like, he might get the last spot because that's just – the NBA has been forcing him down our throats, and it's – Kind of just like a little crazy to me because there's so many other good players that we should be talking about, like Trey Young, John Moran. Mm-hmm. But instead we get 14 national TV games of Pelicans getting toasted every night. Like I'd like to see I'd like to see the other teams in the league, please. And if you think about it, Zion Williamson's like in the league, so he could be in the All-Star game. That's kind of what the NBA he's like the perfect guy who if you just let everyone get out the way he'll do the coolest thing in the world because he doesn't look like he should be able to do it. But when there's real people in front of him, it doesn't work as well. So Zion's one of those guys. I think if they hadn't started the season so up and down, DeAndre Ayton would be one guy who would be on my forwards list for the Western Conference. He's not there yet, obviously. I think he is a year away, but he's putting up good numbers for them in Phoenix now. They started to turn around, win a lot more games. Devin Booker's playmaking. I, I, think, he still has to take another, I think DeAndre Ayton still has to take another step before mm-hmm. he gets that, especially when you look at the Phoenix Suns, their record, they're they're ten and eight right now, which is tied for the sixth seed. And you know, yeah. they were they were eight, what seven and they were like what eight and one, and then eight and eight. Now they're ten and eight. Like he's more one of the young guys who I think should be a little bit upset that he's not in conversation right now, and I think that'll push him because if he looks at like Shea is in his draft class, you know what I mean? Like John Moran, Zion are both the year after him, and he if they're both all in All Star conversations before the number one overall pick of the 2018 class. That's kind of just like, you should, you should take a little chip on your shoulder for that one. You were supposed to be the best player. And there's already the guy down at 12, who's going to make the all-star game before you. So three, four and five might make the all-star <laughs> game before him. It's a shame that Marvin Bagley didn't pan out. Yeah. Luca so, Trey, Luca Trey. And if Jaron Jackson Jr. Is healthy next season, I see him making that jump for all-star. Like, mm-hmm. And then who went last, six? Who went six that year? Who went six in 2018? Who even had that pick? It was oh my after, God, that's it was after Trey Young. Jerry it was Jared Culver. Yeah, it? Jared Culver. And then it was the Kobe White pick after that. No, no Kobe no, White I was, was wrong. 2019. I was wrong. I was wrong. It's Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. I'll give a big oof on that I one. I got Mo. Yeah, but my last two guys, interestingly enough, bring up Mo Bamba. They're both big men. 
One of them hasn't played enough to be an all-star anyway, but when he has played, he hasn't been good enough this year because his team has been terrible. Christoph Porzingis, I don't know what's happened. It's, 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 he's big and he's getting hurt. At a certain point, it's hard to move that big a frame. Now, yeah. I'm hoping he's able to rebound. I'm hoping he finds some good rehab exercises and stuff because there is fixing it, man. Like, there is mm-hmm. ways to fix it. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Like, but, but, like, but, like, there is ways to fix it or to at least most of the way fix it. And even an injured Christos Porzingis, I think I watched – I forget what game it was for the Mavericks, but I was watching a play down the stretch where Luka took a step back three – goes off the rim, and Kristaps, just by virtue of the other team having a small ball lineup out there, I think it might have been against the Jazz. It was like Jawan Morgan who was guarding him at the five. And Kristaps is just 7'3". I think Jawan Morgan's maybe 6'9", 6'10". So even if he's not jumping or he's not pushing people out the way, I just watched him tip the ball over the heads of like four different Utah Jazz players and then put it up for an and one because he's just that big. So he's going to be effective on the floor regardless with his size, but he really needs to get back in the gym and get back in the proper training to get himself in game shape. I just don't know what's happened with him in the past couple seasons. He hasn't looked right. And then the last guy who is just hope he gets well soon, but should also be in this conversation is Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, he's played four games. I'm not, no, I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna get started yeah. on that. He's played four games and his team is the worst in the league. And mm-hmm. I think he's overrated. He's just all-star caliber, but he's he, all-star he caliber. But like, look, we're not. I, I'm not diving into that. Like, yeah, it's talent sad. gets wasted. It's sometimes, sad, but so that's like, just what it is. Yeah, yeah. even if he, even if he was playing, I don't think he would have made the all-star game this season, just by mm-hmm. virtue of the way his team is. Oh, for sure. I, I gotta give a shout out though, uh, CP3, mm-hmm. yeah, and D Book in my mind. I, I don't. Yeah, think, I, they're both they're both having great seasons, but neither of them are having truly all-star seasons. Like if you combine them, it looks. Mm-hmm. If you look at their stats together, it's like, oh, these are all-stars. And then you, like, break it up and you, like, look at their record. Yeah. And you're like, are they really all-stars? I don't think so. Like, look Not at everyone yet. else. Like, mm-hmm. look at everyone else. They're, they're playing this well on the same team. And they have DeAndre Eden and Mikel Bridges. And It's like Donovan um, Mitchell has Mike Conley. And you, the, it's not like, already... Neither of these guys are having crazy seasons, in my opinion. I, mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I told you, I value boom seasons. They're still yeah. both amazing, but I don't think that either of them are truly having that all-star season just by virtue of they're not winning. If they were sitting there at, like, the three seed right now, I'd be like, well, neither of them are having crazy seasons, but they're winning. If they're getting it done, then they're getting they're it done. They're 10-8. They're a hair above .500. They're not winning like that. Not good you know? enough in like, the West, yeah. Not for me. Not good enough in the West, for sure. All right, to clean it up. My Eastern Conference and Western Conference. We're going to clean it up, say our starters, mm-hmm. and then we're going to sign out on here. So really quick. Wait, let me what? get my last snub. Sorry, oh, you sorry. Got, how many snubs do you have? Last snub. And last it's, snub, Cameron Payne. Jo- it's a joke snub. It is actually just because I think if we looked at the All-Star game and valued different parts of NBA game differently, like if we said that the best defenders would make the All-Star game based on their defense, then Lou Dort would be an All-Star this year for the season he has defensively and offensively. But we can we can move on to our starting fives to wrap it up now. But Lou Dort, I, I, if we were voting if, for defense, would be in my All-Star game. If the OKC Thunder were in a real playoff position, I think there would be a real discussion. But it's going to be hard enough to get Shea in that game. Just, yeah. I, I do think that – I mean, I watched them both play, and I think they both look like All-Stars in the making. Mm. I think in a few years, they're both going to be, they're both going to be centerpieces in a few years. And that team is going to be disgustingly good. So nice. So my Eastern Eastern Conference All-Star starters. Mm -hmm. Since I've been informed, he's a guard. 
Yeah. All right. Zach Levine, mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, KD, Embiid, Giannis. My Western Conference All-Star starters. I have got Stephen Curry, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic. All right. For me, in the Western Conference, I got the the Oakland backcourt. One plays there, one's from there. Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. In the forward spots, I've got LeBron James, of course, best player in the NBA. We love LeBron. Kawhi Leonard and Nikola Jokic. In the Eastern Conference, we got Bradley Beal, leading scorer this season. Deserves to be an all-star starter. It'll probably be the only year of his career that it'll happen, but hey, it happens every once in a while. And then Jalen Brown. And then at the forward spots, it's the same three. The Durantula, Jojo Embiid, and Giannis, the Atentacumpros. Fantastic YouTube channel. Check it out. <laughs> Check out the Ball Talk YouTube and IG, too. Yes, what sir. It? It's Ball Talk official. Ball Talk official. All right, everyone. Thank you for coming out. Mm-hmm. This has been Ball Talk. It's Ball Talk. It's Ball Talk, baby. 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 Baby, 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 baby.